Uh, my fucking nice choir teacher in tenth grade had a mental breakdown. <laughs> oh my god! Was that's it because rough. of you? Uh, no, his dad died. Like oh my god. halfway through the year. Did you kill him? No, I did not kill my choir teacher's father. On the record. On the record, I definitely... We've got that recorded. Did not know who his father was. She was so winking. I wouldn't have been able to kill him. Can we add a wink sound effect right there? She has an alibi, okay? Stop asking. Where we chat about the best of the worst. Woo. Uh, there's Rachel. Hi. Here's Mickey. Oh, hello. And I'm Ashley, and I'll go I'm going to be your guide into this garbage pile. For our new friends, uh, we are covering 90 Day Fiance Season 2, Episodes 7 and 8. Welcome. Nice to have you. Before we jump in, I want to just chat for a quick second, see where my girls are at, what's going on. <laughs> Mickey, what's been going on with you? Um, nothing interesting. Tight. Just life. Tight. It just keeps on going. Cool. You'd be it's such great. a good talk show host. <laughs> like, I just want to check in with my girls. Everybody, step up. Clap, everybody. I'm actually offended. Thank Rachel, what's going on with you besides making fun of me every day of my life? Oh, I make Just fun tell of you. me what is new with you. She's You've... really mean to me. Can you just tell me what is new? I'm telling everybody how things really are, which is more important. <laughs> Can we get back on track? Nothing is new with me because I am living my life in the quarantine, hellscape. The only really, truly wonderful thing about 2021 is that uh, Trump is <laughs> everywhere all the time. So I'm just like my blood, my, my blood plus a... Your your bread pleasure. That my bread pleasure <laughs> is. Uh, Did you say your bread pleasure. Uh -huh. I did. My bread pleasure is out of control. Yeah. Twenty twenty one still. I mean, honestly, same. <laughs> my bread pleasure hasn't changed at all. Um, but, but your my, blood pressure. My blood down. pressure is doing much better because I don't get those same spikes. I can read a Biden quote and it doesn't all of a sudden make me want to kill people. Or that doesn't look like a Mad Libs. Oh my god, Yeah, yes. that too. Well, I would like you guys to know that I discovered something truly wonderful Fuck since you. we last all talked. Yeah, what's new with you? Um, Ashley has actual you. news. You can go fuck yourself. My actual news mm -hmm. is that I recently found out, and this is the most exciting thing that I've ever found out my entire life, is that you can buy mini horses for sale. <laughs> And they only grow to be, like, 30 inches tall. That's, like, two and a half feet. That is so cute. That's, uh, like, a large dog. That is so mm -hmm. cute. And, okay, I know what you guys are thinking. You're thinking Sebastian from Parks and Rec. No. That is a pony. I've seen a mini horse before. This is a mini horse. It looks like a full-size horse shrunk down. To 30 inches. You can build... This is 30 inches right here. Okay, you gotta build a mini stable in your backyard. Oh. Anyways, 
Rachel, can we dive right in to Rachel's recap? Are you ready? I always need to be reminded of their names. Okay, let's start with Brett from Washington and Daya from the Philippines. Um, okay, so Brett has all older female friends and his mother. And Daya, we discovered that her ring is indeed real, but she still wants a new one. So we know what Daya's priorities are, just saying. But on the other hand, Daya and Brett's daughter are getting along great, and that's going really well, and she's doing really good as the, the Insta mom. Next, we've got uh, Yamir from Nicaragua and Chelsea from Illinois. Right, right, okay. They are, they are my least favorite, I have to say. I just don't get it. He just... He sounds way cooler than her. I mean, she's got to be the first, like, blonde woman he's ever seen. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's it. So they went to Chicago so that Ymir could meet with some potential producers. It was frustrating because of the language barrier. So Ymir, we left off with him feeling a bit frustrated about his career prospects. And then they went wedding ring shopping. That just highlighted the fact that, again, they like different things. She wanted something antique. He wanted something new. She thinks that fucking Smithstown, Ohio is the best place ever. Illinois, whatever. And he's from an actual city, so... I mean, I don't like them for each other. No shade to Ohio or Illinois, I guess, because they're the same in Rachel's mind. My mom's from Ohio, so fuck you, Ohio. So our next couple would be Justin from California and Evelyn from Columbia. Right. They're great. They're so great. I remember so much about them. His brother and Jen came for dinner. Oh, (laughs) right. Oh, right. Okay. That's why I don't remember them, because they're actually... Evelyn's kind of boring. She's just nice. When I say boring, I mean that in a good way. <laughs> she's, she's no drama. Yeah. She um, seems, she's nice. She seems pretty chill. Justin's the drama queen in the relationship because he's got all this family drama. And we we discussed the possibility last time that maybe he and his uh, sister-in-law will a little drama of their own going on. Ashley just made a humping motion. <laughs> I did no such thing. She totally... Mickey, that I did no such There was such definitely thing. some thrusting happening. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, this so ten-year friendship is was, over now. But no, it was it was really funny. That's why you can't deny it. I'm very <laughs> upset. All the physical comedy work must get credit. Okay. Let's move on to Danielle from Ohio and Muhammad from Tunisia. Danielle finally admitted that she was broke. He chose the wrong sugar mama. Um, right. Okay. And he is a stick in the mud. And Danielle is older than him, and she uh, is broke and can't afford the wedding stuff. And their story is just sad. Yeah. yeah. It's just a bummer. That's a bummer all around. That's fair. Yeah. Next up, we've got Amy from South Africa and Danny from Pennsylvania. Yes. Okay. They're super young and religious, and Danny's brother is a pervert and <laughs> is really into... Amy. Amy. Yeah, not cool. Amy misses her mom, and they finally went on a date? Um, movie night, and then the brother came in and busted it up and was like, stop touching each other under that blanket. I know you're doing it, because I'm going to think about it and masturbate later. I was doing more stuff underneath a blanket when I was 15 years old than they were doing <laughs> as full-grown adults. Uh, so let's talk about Jason from Florida and Cassia from Brazil. <laughs> yes. 
this couple, thank God for this couple. They just really bring life to this show. Um, okay, they, she's got two dresses and they're both terrible. And he has a dog that's adorable that we should kidnap. Frank! Frank! Um, Frank, are you still alive? I know oh we're four years late. Frank! We want to come get you. Just reach out to us if you're still there. <laughs> Tweet at us, Frank. And they finally got officially engaged at the aquarium. And it was disturbing at best. <laughs> that was a great recap. I did it. You fucking killed it. You fucking killed it, Rachel. Woo. How does that feel? I feel like I did my homework. Let's talk about our first couple. <laughs> so we're going to start today with Brett and Daya. 31, Brett, Snohomish, Washington, Daya, 29, San Carlos City, Philippines. We've got 60 days left to wed. So we've okay. got, what, 30 days behind us? We've still got plenty of time to decide to not do this. <laughs> sure. So the first thing that's going to happen is we're all going to head to the wedding venue. Woo-woo. We're going to check it out, actually. We're going to make sure that this is going to be the place. Is it an indoor or an outdoor wedding? That's a good question. I'm so glad that you asked because Daya wants an outdoor garden wedding. Of course she does. She's from the Philippines and doesn't understand that Washington is the worst place in the world to have an outdoor wedding. Although the Philippines is pretty rainy too, actually. So I take that back. Depending on the time of year, right? Yeah. So anyways, it is. It's an outdoor venue. It's um, this place called the Villa Rose Gardens. They get to the venue and the pressure's on because they gotta get married fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're running out of time. Tick, tick. And one of the pluses about this place is that it's all-inclusive. So they're going to cover everything from photography to food to drinks, all of it. Wow, that's a thing. I love it. It it does also look very small. Like, it does look like somebody's backyard. (laughs) But it's cute. But a big backyard that's really well-tended, we'll say. I also... Cute. Saw it on Google Images. The front of it is not very cute. So I, ha- <laughs> I have to assume all of this is in the back. Okay. The outside is nice, though. Yeah. And one of the things that's really important that they talk about before they sign anything is that they need to have Cassidy involved. So we talk about a little uh, mixing of sand ceremony where they're going to have three different colors of sand that represent each of them. And then during the ceremony, they're going to pour the sand in together because each of the colors of sand or each of the pieces of sand represent a unique aspect of each of them. And it's supposed to signify how their lives are intertwined and cannot be separated. That is so cute. I'm going to vomit. I know. You almost left out the unity vase portion of it. Oh, I'm sorry. They pour the sand into the unity vase. Of course. Where else would they put it? Um, It's so (laughs) cute and beautiful that Brett does start tearing up and crying about how happy he is with his family and just, like, thinking about the ceremony. I love that as much as I hate it. <laughs> exactly. I, it's it's exactly. a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, I have some friends who got married, uh, and they planted a tree together at oh. the ceremony. Did you go back later and chop it down? No, they put it, they plant. this is the fun part, they planted the tree in a bucket, right? Oh, so, so they like, take it with them. Yeah, I mean, in a planter, so they could take it with them, but I'm like, so you... You got a plant? Replanted the tree in a... In a different Different planter together, and now you're still out of taking it home and plant it. That's stupid. Okay. Sure. Congratulations. They're still married and they have two kids, so I guess it worked. 
It you might... should break into the backyard and chop that tree down. <laughs> I don't even think they own the house anymore, so I don't know if they took their the wedding tree, tree with them. Do you them? think they dug it up and then, like, <laughs> I took think it, it with them? I think it might already be dead. Uh, okay, so a couple days later, three days in fact, it's time to have a barbecue party. And you know what is so funny? Because you pointed this out to me earlier, Mickey, is that it's only Brett, Daya, Cassidy, Lou, and then his friend Sue. So, so there's the, five of them. All the people they already hang out with all the time. <laughs> yeah, four people who live there and one guest. And they're cooking like 30 things on this grill. <laughs> I just realized they're like wow. they're making way too much food. Yeah, what I didn't I didn't even put that together. Maybe they fed the um, camera crew. Oh, oh, that would... You know what? Brett would. I, totally. Brett and Lou thought of that. My oh heart my just God. changed. Okay. You know what? That is my... That's canon now. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Lou is helping Brett grill, of course, because Lou's the sweetest. Mm-hmm. We like Lou. We and don't like Sue, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Sue is on her way. Okay. And I just want to say that when Sue arrives, she looks like an exploded can of biscuits. <laughs> What does that even mean? Have you ever seen an exploded can of biscuits? Oh, in too tight of clothing. Just a lot of lumps. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, facially, she's got kind of a Paula Deen thing going. Oh. So if you could put those things together. Yeah. Great. Doesn't Paula Deen already look like an exploded <laughs> She's also super racist, so they have that in common. Yeah, we, yeah. oh, so yeah, so I also don't feel bad making fun of her at all. Great. So she shuffles on up through the back door, unannounced. Yeah, like. <laughs> she came through the house. She came through the entire house. Well, she was invited. Yeah. Everyone was in the backyard. Maybe she knocked. But okay. She just comes walking through the back door. You're making a face, but I would do that at your house. Yeah, but That's are they different. that close? <laughs> It, well, they are close because she is in guess. love with yeah, Brett. Yeah, he does repeat how um, she's, you know, his second, second mother. Second mom. And she, like, you know she's so upset to hear that. She's like, but I want to put your penis in my mouth. <laughs> uh, so anyways, Sue pulls Daya. Like, she's like, I'm going to, I need to have a talk with you. Like, a private conversation. And then they just walk in a circle around the backyard. <laughs> is it a big backyard? I mean, it's kind of, it's not that big. Normal size. Yeah. Um, and then Mickey's got a quote right here. So this is a quote from Sue to Daya during this epic yard walk. So she grabs the her. perimeter uh, walk like they're in perfect. prison. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like, isn't it? Walk around the yard with me. Walk around yeah. the yard with me, Daya. I got some, I got some, some fucking truths to fucking lay on you. Uh, so why don't we just go for a walk around the yard here and um, just, you know, because my concerns are for Brett. I just feel like I need to state my piece, but with love and kindness. She, she says, I used to work in a dominant Asian culture, you know, and it was sad to see one thing. She essentially says, like, all Asian women who marry servicemen divorce them, which is... This is just so mind-boggling on so many different levels. Like, there cannot possibly be any potential misrepresentations on behalf of either party, miscommunications, uh, cultural misunderstandings, uh, not to mention the amount of spousal abuse that must occur in the armed forces. Yes. 
clearly no. Her experience is valid and that the men were the victims. Don't you know white men are always victims, okay? Don't that's their thing. You're right. Men's rights white men's rights is very important and it's a underrepresented group. Good for her. Thank you, Sue, for standing up for the white man. Thank you, Paula Dean. So Sue's gonna hope and pray. Basically. She's going to hope oh, yeah. and pray that so, Daya doesn't divorce. So Daya reassures her that she's in it for the long haul. And but also, so, if she was lying, why would she tell Sue? Uh, why would she cop to it? The stereotype. I mean, she, she likes Brett. She wants Brett for herself. That's all she it is. She's lashing she on to some weird, bizarre idea that she formed. Uh, okay, so anyways, a couple days later, it's now we now have 54 days left to wed. And it's time to take Cassidy home. We hear Daya say that Cassidy has changed her a lot. And she doesn't know what she's going to do without her now. Um, She says that she used to be a very selfish or self-centered person before Cassidy. And then Cassidy showed her a lot about how to, like, care for other people. That's cute. Um, Also, totally don't believe that. (laughs) Not not at all. It's a good line. 30 days with a nine-year-old isn't... Or seven-year-old or whatever is not enough to change who you are as a person. It might change who she is for, like, a week. At least, let's give her at least 30 days. Once they get to, I think they do the trade-off in Idaho. Like, oh, that's what it is. They meet like halfway yeah. to do the oh, drop-off. Oh, because we were confused last time. Yeah, she does were. live in Montana. Okay. Um, so they meet up to do the trade-off and Cassidy's mom, what's her name? Chanel? Yeah. Is so nice. She just says that, I still don't know Daya that well, but Cassidy loves her. She only has really nice things to say about her. And the more people that Cassidy has in her corner, the better for her. She's like a super good mom. So sweet. That is really sweet. They drive away and we, then we get to see Brett and Daya crying as the car leaves. I'm just consoled, like hugging each other in the car. Yeah. Super sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, a couple weeks later with 38 days to wed, They are starting to realize that Lou and T are always there. They're just not going to ever have any privacy with this whole roommate situation. They just figured that out. I can't tell you what's going on in their minds. I am just relaying the information. (laughs) Just the messenger, okay? So they decide that they need to get their own space. So they go to, like, tour this quote-unquote apartment home. And I want... Uh, Mickey's got some descriptions here. Of the apartment? It's yes. a lot of bright green and a lot of bright orange. Yikes. What? It's very, very early 2000s, like Ooh. 2000, 2005 range. Ooh. Yeah. Like modern, contemporary. Yeah. So oh, boy. a lot of like silver. Oh my God. Oh. You just made me remember trading spaces. Like, <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) They made bad decisions. So it's ugly, but it has a dishwasher and a washer dryer. Hey. The ceilings are pretty high, too. It's a nice little space. Those are both very important things. And they have a cute little, like, pretty private deck. So it's it's pretty cute. But are there two bedrooms? I don't know. They got a year to figure that part out, I guess. But either way, they they filled out the application. Uh, Are you ready to talk about our next couple? Um, yes. All right. I didn't think about that, but I'm ready. That's wonderful. I'm really glad that I asked you first. Thank you for considering my emotions. I need your consent before we record. (laughs) 
so next up we've got Yamir from Managua, Nicaragua, and oh, Chelsea from my Galesburg, yeah. Illinois. Galesburg, that's what it is. You were honestly there. like, I feel like we're gonna we're kind of gonna fly through this one. Yeah. So with forty two days to wed, um, she is getting her skirt for her wedding dress fitted to go along with the lace top that she bought in Nicaragua. Her mom is doing it for her. Chelsea's, yeah, opening up to her mom about kind of the conversations they've been having and she's kind of just whining to her mom about how she likes to live in Galesburg again so that she has her and dad to support her. Mm-hmm. And mom turns around and says, yeah, your husband just moved away from his family the first time, like ever. Yeah. And you're already used to moving away from us. You've done it before. And basically her mom tells her that she needs to consider Yamir in any future decisions, especially considering Chicago. Because he made a lot of sacrifices for her. Yeah. Not to mention that Chicago is much closer. They can still drive there and back. I know. And that's crazy that she's acting like it's so far. It's literally a short train ride away. You just got back from not even being in the same country. Yeah. So it's not a problem. Just go do it. Yeah. So a few days later, like a week later, they decide that it is a good time to talk about Chicago. Like what they're going to do. Basically, she's, she thinks that, like, while it's a cool idea and there's a lot of opportunity, they'd definitely be rushing into things, so they shouldn't do it. Um, rushing into things? They're getting married. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he... Oh, and, like, in this, like, really heart-wrenching sort of, like, way, Ymir tells her that he feels helpless. Yeah. In Galesburg because there's no opportunities. So he, so he proposes that they stay in Galesburg for a year. And during that year, he'll learn English and he'll take whatever job he can find to save up money to uh, put towards their future in Chicago and to invest into his music. Well, that's legit. Um, yeah. yeah. That's a good plan. It's a, yeah. yeah. It, it gives them some time to like get on their feet. They're both getting something out of it. A great compromise. It gives her, yeah, some time to like deal with that transition mentally because she clearly is she can't figure it out. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, yeah. That's sweet on him. Okay. Yeah. That's very reasonable. I take back some of the negative things. Some of the negative things. Well, we still hate Chelsea though. It's fine. Yeah, we (laughs) we don't like her. Well, this conversation too. Okay, part of this conversation he makes that really sweet and reasonable request of like Let's give it a year, and then let's work as hard as we can to get out of it in a year. Mm-hmm. Like, let's prepare. She tells him, at the end of the day, your dream is my dream, and I just want you to be happy. Oh. Then move to Chicago. Get a job, Chelsea, and then you can make him happy, but okay, fine. Cheesy as fuck, yeah. Yeah. So, she's all words and very annoying. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I know, I feel like I asked this last time, but what does she want to do? Marry a pop star. So she just wants to get married and like have some kids. And have I don't know. Take she has literally, we she has never... no personality. Uh, I don't know fucking anything about her other yeah. than that she lo- loves her parents and lives in Galesburg. And she loves living in Galesburg. I, I have nothing. And she speaks she has Spanish. She like, one small hat. She's yeah. A <laughs> she likes small hats and old rings. That's, that's <laughs> all of her personality. She sounds so cool. She's super deep. <laughs> oh, we did spot on the um, in the bedroom in the background. Oh. We saw the wedding invitation. Oh, so save the date, September 13th, for 
Carlos Yamiris his actual name. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. I guess Carlos isn't as sexy as Yamiris. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Carlos is still kind of a sexy name. Yeah, they're both pretty cute. Yeah. But Maybe Ymir is just less common where he's from, so like he's trying totally to sound like, exotic. Yeah. It's the pop star in him. Yep, yep. What's his... Do we y- know his Ymir is the uh, fur coat of names. <laughs> but we also saw her name is Chelsea Rose. Oh, fuck off. Right? <laughs> That is upsetting. You don't much. like it's that? It's so twee. Like, it makes me mad. It sounds like that's what she changed her name to. Yeah. Oh. This personality. It makes me yes. so mad because I hate my full name. Like, come on. I love the middle name Rose. I know. It's, it's so, so cute. cute. It's such a, like, cute old lady name, but also, yeah, it's just cute. <laughs> Ugh, fucking. She doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Should we move on to our next couple? Yes. All right, so our third couple is Justin from San Jose, California, and Evelyn from Colombia. And with 48 Days to Wed, uh, Evelyn meets up with Justin's mom, Martha, at Trudy's Bride. Martha Mom. Martha Mom. And Trudy's Bride, just a real quick aside, it's a couple of blocks away from the Goodwill of Silicon Valley. <laughs> nice. And my first instinct, as was as Mickey's was, was that it would be a great place to go shop. Heck yeah, I would. But then, who lives in Silicon Valley? Rich people. Engineers. Yeah. They're what married. What do they wear? <laughs> they're, but That's, they're okay. married. That's a great point, actually. I think okay. our argument just got another hole blown through it. First, so we, it, we went flip-flops. full 360. Absolutely. Okay, full I'm 360. Back in. We're back. I'm back in, in baby. Okay. I was afraid it was only going to be ugly clothes. Yeah, like black t-shirts and sneakers. Yeah, and, uh, and tech, tech t-shirts. So they're going to try on a couple of dresses. She tries on th- like three different dresses and can't really decide. And it's so sweet because Martha... To no one, to the camera, because mm-hmm. she's so kind and sweet, says that she looks beautiful in every dress that she tries on, and that Evelyn doesn't know how beautiful she is. Aww, so sweet. She loves Evelyn, which I love. That's so cute. She's probably like, oh, finally, a nice daughter-in-law. Definitely. Not Jen anymore. Angry, yeah. like Darth Vader. Person. You're totally right. Yeah. Um, so it's just the two of them bridal shopping. Yeah. It's just the two of them. Oh. Um, and they're talking, and she tells Evelyn that she she's already resigned herself to not going to the wedding. Oh, that's so sad. Because um, she's the one who's happy for them. Yeah. Like, that's so sad that Justin is so sad against it. Yeah. In her talking head, she says how much it really hurts because Justin knows that she wants to be involved and be a part of it. Oh. But she just has to accept that. I'm so sad. <laughs> Super Martha. But Evelyn tells Martha not to worry because she's working on it. So a few days later, with 34 days to wed, on Evelyn's birthday, no less, Justin decides that he's going to surprise her. And he says that he loves to surprise her. Oh. Stop it, Justin. You and your small face. <laughs> Uh, his small Alec Baldwin face. Oh, right. <laughs> so they pull up in his car, and it's a hot air balloon ride. Oh, my God. <laughs> if a man ever 
Sorry, no. If my man ever was like, oh, this is the best for you, and if I could pull up to a lot of the hot air balloon, I'd just be like, no. I'm sorry. I have to leave now. Bye. Okay. I didn't agree to these heights. I don't understand what's happening here or who you are, but you're not a person I thought you were. And you're, I'm clearly not the person that you thought I was, so I gotta go. Okay. That's really funny because Chris and I got in a fight this morning. <laughs> When I was watching this episode, mm-hmm. because I turned to him and I said, why don't you ever get me a hot air balloon ride? <laughs> and he and he goes, okay, you can't keep doing this. <laughs> um, I can't. But, and, he, and he says that doing romantic things for her just comes naturally to him. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he says that now, but we all know the truth of that is that in a year, tops. So Evelyn decides to totally parlay her birthday into asking Justin to invite his mom to the wedding. Oh, smart girl. Who can deny the birthday girl? Right, exactly. So So he has to say yes. Yeah, that's all she wants. So moving on from Evelyn's birthday, a few days later, they go meet up with Mom Martha at the cafe. Martha Mom. Martha Mom. And she (laughs) asks them how the elopement planning is going. Mm Mm-hmm. And Justin, with a little wink and a nod, is like, that's why we wanted to meet with you today. Oh, boy. Because we wanted to invite you. And, like, she is speechless. Oh, Like, she can't even, like, say anything. Like, she just, like, hugs the both of them. She's Um, all smiles. They made mom happy. Yeah, like, thanks him for inviting her. And uh, turns to Evelyn and says, we did it. Aw. That's cute. You melted through my ice queen heart. Yeah. It's so sweet. And then at a certain point, Evelyn is teasing him about being a bridezilla. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He's such a bridezilla. He's totally the bridezilla but in this they, relationship. They all giggle about it and then recoin it a uh, groomzilla for mm-hmm. him. So, mm-hmm. but it's fine. Gotta get her genders right. <laughs> She's just like so psyched with Evelyn and says that Evelyn's making Justin open up more to the family. And like, who doesn't love that? Come on, man. It's pretty That's cute. so cute. It's pretty cute. Yeah. And then so Justin is now starting to realize. That he does want to share the moment with his family, so he may be inviting his brothers. Is he the baby? Probably. I feel like he is. Like, do they ever... We don't know, though, for sure. I don't don't know. For sure. And how many brothers does he have? One. One to two brothers? So just a couple. Between one and infinity (laughs) brothers. Gotcha. Okay. At least one brother who's married to Darth Jen. Yes. Yeah. So, it's, it's interesting. I'm curious I about think it. Evelyn is definitely going to like... She's questioning it enough. Yeah. To say like, okay, so what is that what's, bad about the situation? Yeah. Because like, what's really going on? want to be in your life. Yeah. And, and Jen. Your mom really doesn't seem that bad. Yeah. So, what's the problem here? I mean, obviously we should just like get rid of Jen somehow. Yeah. yeah. Vote her out of the family. She's yeah. off the island. Jen's voted off the island Goodbye. for sure. Goodbye. Moving on to our fourth couple tonight, we're going to be talking about Jason, 38, from Spring Hill, and Cassia, again, 23, from Brazil. We're at 53 days to wed, and we see... Wait, real quick, remind me where they are located in the Florida. 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 Sorry. Spring, Spring Hill, Hill, Florida. Florida. Spring Hill, Florida. Uh, the first thing that we see is Cassia is in her snake dress again. Oh yeah. 
full face of makeup as they're heading out to the coast, as you do, with that frosty pink lipstick that she loves to rock. So I'm just going off on their clothes right here because that's all I can do. That's all they're giving me right now. But he's wearing a yellow Hawaiian shirt, open, with a gray t-shirt and like Hawaiian print shorts. But just the idea of putting a gray t-shirt underneath a very colorful Hawaiian shirt makes me feel really gross. I'm uncomfortable just thinking about it. It's ugly and like gross and like, what are you doing? And look, I loved a frosted lip in 1998 <laughs> when I was in eighth grade. I thought that was very cool. I had some Urban Decay lipstick that I shoplifted from Nordstrom. Oh my God. Look. I also the statute like of limitations is, is over now. Yeah, they cannot come for you. I also you like how you point. keep calling it urban decay instead of just like decay. Like, uh. Decay. God damn it. Oh, so back to that outfit. Okay, not only oh, was and it. His spider bite. I'm, so, I'm so sorry I didn't mention it. He has a giant spider on his face. Cassia um, made sure to point out that his whole <laughs> Hawaiian print deal made him look like an old man. Uh huh. And yeah. she is speaking for all of us. Well, so they get to the beach, and it's time for some R&R, &R, right? They roll out, and he says, Welcome to the Gulf of Mexico. And this beach is, like, the ugliest, nastiest beach I've seen in, like, a long time. And I've been to the Gulf of Mexico. So it, was, it was, like, rocky and gray. It's and disgusting. Like, it looks muddy somehow. It's just, like, all old Bad people beach. just, like... Fat old white people in like baseball it. caps, yeah, sitting on tiny beach chairs, yeah, hanging out in the like muddy clothing outfits, like. So she takes her, she takes her snakeskin dress off and she's wearing a thong bikini, which is hey. totally normal in Brazil and like most of the U.S. Just in the last couple year or two, right? Totally. And this yeah. is four or five years ago. So. This was like oh no, way earlier, like 2012 or something. Oh, so she's like scandalous. Yeah. Well, and plus there's just, like, a bunch of old white people, like, retirees, <laughs> snowbirds, right? Yeah, they make sure to, like, immediately do a bunch of shots of people, like, whipping their heads around and staring at her butt. <laughs> old men. Yeah. Literally throwing their Jason's, like, out. rubbing yeah. the sunscreen on her butt, and her just ass cheeks are out. Literally everyone's gawking. And then they, like, Amazing. they bring this, like, really nice camera with them, and they just, like, hand it off to strangers, and they're like, take a picture of us. And this is, like, back in the day when, like, you cannot hand something off to someone to say, take a picture, because they're just going to run away with it. No. Yes. I was waiting for the first pe person to try to bail with that. Because he was, like, giving it to, like, I don't know. I don't think he was giving it to just older people. I feel like there were a couple of uh, beach bros, Florida you, beach bros. You guys are forgetting that pre-selfie, that was normal. You asked people to take your picture. No, yeah, I still I do it now, but also them. remember when people used to steal iPhones. <laughs> Like, people would, ju would just steal anything. I'm sure some people will still steal Trust anything. no one. Well, it's because it's Go just, through life this trust way. Trust no one. Just like me. It's great. Also, isn't Jason, like, a big, scary military guy? Well, he's certainly he's a, military a military guy. He's a military guy. Okay. Um, he's the one who you, in a, a prior episode... I believe it was a very fitting description that his his sliding eyes are fried off. eggs that <laughs> yes. fly off of us. Yeah, it looks like his eyes are sliding off the side of his face. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying, does he look like someone who would chase you if you stole his camera? Absolutely not. Okay. No. That's a good point. I no. feel like he's somebody who would chase a, um unsuspecting woman in the oh, middle of the Lord. night on a dark alley, but um, <laughs> I don't know if he would chase a thief down. Okay. 
I love all this banter. Sorry. This, this <laughs> proper good banter. Uh, but after this, after this like horrible beach day, okay. they go to have a, a dinner at a quote unquote nice restaurant to celebrate their engagement. And as soon as they walk up, there's like a little sign, like a little card or not a cardboard, a chalkboard sign up sign. And he just like he crows to Cassie. He goes, "Ooh, it's early bird special, honey. Early bird." He's absolutely a mini-me of his dad, who moved down to Florida because he's retired, right? He's the appropriate age to be acting this way. Because <laughs> he should be going to early bird specials. Like, Jason, you're 38. You can eat at 6 p.m. So once I found out where this restaurant, or like the name of the restaurant, I Googled it to find out like where it is. Yeah. They're in Tampa. Oh. They have nice beaches in Tampa. Like, yeah. really nice beaches in Tampa. Maybe they couldn't get a permit to, like, film there or something. All Interesting. I, my only thing is, like, I think TLC is just trying to fraud us again. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. trying to be like, oh, look at this shitty beach. Totally. When Jason totally could have taken her to, like, a nice Tampa beach, right? Mm. It's a mystery. There's some fishy things out. going on We here. need to know. We need to know the answer. Trust no one. TLC, yeah. stop gaslighting us. Stop doing it. Um, so they cheers to getting engaged. Because it is early bird special, the whole restaurant is completely empty. There's no one there. Like, that's how I like a restaurant. But at the same time, does it give you, like, a little bit of a pause? It's kind of like, sad. Do mm. people, like, should this restaurant be open? Do people right. like to eat here? Is it good food? Mm-hmm. Even if it's early bird special, you should see more maybe. retired people in this kind of community. Yes. Yes. That's true. Where are the other early birds? Yeah. That's true. So the whole time that they're having this early bird dinner special, Cassie is trying to talk to him about their like relationship and how they need to be more of a partnership and just do things together. And he's getting like notifications on his phone. He's looking at his phone. So she asked him to put it away. He's literally, he's like, oh, but honey, I just got a, a deal from someone who wants to buy my thing for $8. <laughs> so this motherfucker is trying to close $8 deals when his fiance is talking about the importance of their relationship and spending time together. This $8 was really going to make or break me. <laughs> hey, do you think that was the $10 Playboys? Look, baby, baby, I gotta take this call. You wanted me to get rid of the Playboys. She convinces him to turn his phone off because obviously this talk is more important. Yes. And he agrees because of how excited he is for all of the notifications he's gonna get when he turns his phone back on. So during dinner, his phone went off four times before he finally turned it off. So she's like glaring at him this entire time. He says, the best part of having this phone on is when it turns back on and goes, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching from all the money I was making while we had it off. So um, he's getting at least $24. I was gonna say, yeah. eight times four. <laughs> oh damn, 32. Ten. Well, you said cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. That's cha-ching, three. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, 24. 24. Okay, I can't He's... count. <laughs> so the next time we see them, it's like 20 days later. We now are about 32 days out from the end of the visa. They still have not picked a place to marry. He suggests Vegas, and she says, like, okay, because she's totally a Vegas kind of girl, right? And yes. he mentions the fact that his friends live in L.A., so they'll just drive up for the bachelor party. Ha! <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, she's not stoked on that so not into it 
because all of his friends are into strippers and prostitutes and sex workers. And so she's like... You can't say prostitutes and sex workers. Well, we're saying sex okay. workers. We're saying she se- definitely I'm said prostitutes. Yeah. Okay. I am quoting. I'm we're sorry. saying sex workers. Yeah. She said prostitutes. Yes. Yes. Cassia said prostitutes. Trash rats are saying sex workers. Trash rats pro sex work. Yes. And so she's very upset that she thinks that they're going to hire a sex worker for him. She wants him to have a joint party with her because she can't trust his friends. Like, who knows what they're going to do? He's trying to talk her into it. She doesn't give a fuck if it's a tradition, and that's a direct quote. His dad is into it, too, and, like, that's just (laughs) weird. Well, so the next thing I have is, like, it's the next day. They're, like, sitting at the table, the same table that they were at the day before, and it's just, like, piled up of trash. Like, the whole table is just fucking piled with trash. They're about to head out to an auction, or they're talking about going to an auction so you can buy more things to resell, right? Mm-hmm. She's talking about this auction, and he tells her, you know what we're trying to do here? I'm doing this for you, and I'm doing this for us. And she was like, okay, that's great, but we need to do things together, and we need to find time together. And then he just tells her, like, oh, I'm going to do anything to make you happy, and that he's going to make a better focus on their relationship. But then, our next scene, Cassia, Jason, and his dad, Ron, are all shoved into the front bench of an El Camino. But they're at a place called Ballpark Auctions, and then they brought a bag of food with them, because I don't know how long that they're planning on staying. It's for the whole auction. How long is an auction? It's can a you, day. Can you not, like, eat before you go and then get dinner on the way home? <laughs> you might Listen, miss some of the good stuff. That's going to cut into the profits. Yeah. This is you're a right, business. Right. <clears throat> so Cassia tells Jason that she thinks that he works way too much. His solution to this was to bring her to the auction. <laughs> hey, she should be thankful that she has a man who can take her to work with him. She's so mad about it. Because she has no interest in auction, like in auctioning, right? She there's can't. She has no money. She can't buy anything. There's like, nothing to do. There's nothing for her. Yeah. She's just literally staring at people for like three or four hours. She talks to Jason and she's like, "Hey, we made a um, decision together that this was only going to be like a two-hour commitment." Mm. He's just like trying to placate her, and then she just keeps getting upset and he just walks away smirking. Ugh. Yeah. So she is now crying in the parking lot next to the El Camino. The saddest thing I've ever heard. And just like yeah. talking about how he needs to make more time for her and the relationship. Like he comes out and she decides like, listen, I can't talk about this anymore. Like I've already told you. And then he just asks if she's overwhelmed from the auction. Even though she's already very clearly stated her intentions and what she expected when she got there and her boundaries. And he just loud through all of those she thinks that he needs to sacrifice a little bit of this to spend time with her and then he says that he thinks that he sacrificed enough and that it'll be really fun to work together interesting seems like it's really fun this whole time she's crying and she goes do you think i'm having fun okay question though what is her i don't remember if we've talked about this before like what is her line of work she's just a hot girl who wears bikinis Oh, wait, no, she's trying to be the model. That's right. She wants to do modeling. I don't agree with his, what, everything? I don't agree (laughs) with his everything, especially his fashion sense. But his whole vibe. Yeah, I don't like his vibe. Him him as a person. But 
this is how he makes money, and it doesn't sound like he's bringing in a ton of money. Mm -hmm. You're only bringing in eight dollars a a sale, a it's Playboy. You gotta do a lot of sales. Low hanging fruit, yeah. It's mm -hmm. gonna be a so volume it, issue. It's like she's either gonna be mad at him because he's working too much, or she's gonna be mad at him because he doesn't have any fucking money. Yeah. Well, I think the main issue here is that he just thinks that working together is the exact same thing as spending mm. quality time together. For sure. Mm -hmm. We end their segment with her, like, crying in the car and him walking away from her. Ugh. Made sadder again by the fact um. that it's an El Camino. So, moving on to our next couple, we've got Daniela Muhammad. Yes. Danielle from Ohio, or Illinois, whichever it is. Tell me all about Ohio. <laughs> I think you mean Illinois. Sure. <laughs> They're all the same. Or any of the Midwest. It's yeah, definitely a flyover state. Or whatever. Okay, Danielle and Mohammed. Anyways, so now we're at 38 days to Who live in Iowa. <laughs> Ohio. Ohio. Norwalk, Ohio. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> so because they have no money, they have finally found a cheaper wedding alternative than that like place that they looked at. So they have decided on a courthouse wedding. And then once they get married, they're going to apply for his work visa so he can start bringing in money. Intro scene, he's in the kitchen, he's making breakfast. She's talking to uh, Muhammad about how she wants to have a ceremony for her friends and family. He's just happy that she's being more open with her emotions and like kind of talking things out with him. Mm. Side note, whatever his breakfast was, I don't remember, but it's fucking nasty looking. And she kisses him a lot, so I think she likes it. We also find out that she ordered her dress online instead of going with the one she tried on. It was definitely a lot of tool, and there was a bow right at the center of her bust. Yeah, but it so, is cheaper internet. than what she found. Yes. And the kids actually like it better than the, the one that she had tried on in person. So anyways, the mayor's going to officiate their wedding at the courthouse, which is, like, hella fucking exciting. And then, like, this whole time while they're talking about everything, we've got uh, all of her daughters, her son, and her son's girlfriend are in the room. Her son, Corey, is very against this whole courthouse wedding. I mean, he's against, he's been against the whole thing from the start. Okay. It's not just the courthouse that he objects yeah. to. It's more the whole thing. The groom. Against Muhammad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so he, like, in his little talking hat, he's just like, yeah, it's not going to last. So uh, a couple days later, pre-courthouse, they go ring shopping in downtown Cleveland. That's in Ohio. Didn't they go ring shopping before? Or am I confusing them with somebody else? Um, we, we did go ring shopping with Brett and Daya. Okay. And you um, and Chelsea. Yeah, oh, that's okay, right. Okay. Yeah. So they're ring shopping now. Yes. Okay. The jeweler dude has like these like crazy purple tinted glasses that I'm just like, you're wearing these inside. How can you see anything? Do you think it's something to do with like classifying gems or viewing them? Or he's just really cool. Or an extra cool he's guy. He's just a really I mean, fucking cool guy. And they ask him to show them some wedding bands because it's obviously time to get some rings. And he shows them like a couple of like really beautiful wedding bands but they're way too expensive, like way out of their price range. They're like $1,200 and $700, mm. way too much money. So he asked them what a comfy price range might be for them. And I think Muhammad sounds like $100 for two. Oh, <laughs> uh, Free. Do you have a two for one? <laughs> so this guy like, behind his purple glasses is obviously very shocked yeah. when he hears that price. And he was like, okay, you know what? We're gonna make some silver wedding bands for you. There you go. No diamonds. Yeah. But they will be in your budget. 
So that's what they end up going for. Oh, actually, also on this outing, let's just call out the fact that uh, Muhammad starts growing some... He's experimenting with his facial hair. Oh, no. So he's getting a little bit of a douchey, like, a kind of goatee side thing happening. I picture it. Like, <laughs> if you can't grow it, don't show it. If you can't, if you can't grow, grow it, it don't, don't show it. Same goes for your penis. That's right. Pubes. That penis can't grow. <laughs> Get it the fuck out. Can't grow, don't show. <laughs> Uh, so now we're at 26 days to when Muhammad is coming out of English class, which can I say, I'm just so stoked to see someone actually taking like classes mm. without like, of any kind. They're yes. just doing something. <laughs> yes. Instead of just sitting at home. Yeah, that's very cool. He's jaunting around with a manila folder and some pens. Yeah. Just loose, like instead of having a backpack. Yeah. So he meets up with, um, a really sad looking Danielle. In the park after his English class. She tells him that she's really scared to tell him something. Uh-oh. Because she she thinks he's going to be upset. She hands him a letter. Like a piece of paper. And asks him to read it. On the piece of paper it says that she was let go from her job. Muhammad is just like very confused. He doesn't understand why. And he's like, okay, I don't like, did you do something bad? And she says. What happened? Why did this happen? And she says, it's because she wasn't good enough at her job. Again, most maybe self-aware thing that Danielle's ever said. So <laughs> self-aware. I can't believe it. I while she's that. crying, like, while she's having this whole breakdown, which, like, I would be crying too, right? I lost my job yeah, and like, I brought this man over and now we're supposed to get married in 30 days and, like, how am I going to support him? So Bad day. He says, like, he needs to think about whether or not they're going to get married. Yeah. It's been, what, 60 days at this point? Two months. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a long time. Cut to wedding day three weeks later. 9.35 a.m. on the wedding day. Wedding is at 5. He decides he's going to head to an immigration lawyer to discuss the potential drawbacks of this marriage he's about to enter into. Oh, man. Except he doesn't even go to an immigration lawyer. He just goes to a lawyer. Just a lawyer that he found randomly? The or? law offices of Paul D. Dolce. Paul comes out looking like he's about to break down a Silverstein song from 2005. He looks like an emo Haley Joel Osment. Like, his jacket is way too big. And he has his own practice? And you cannot get a jacket tailored. And you can't get a haircut. He's busy. Okay, do you watch Broad City? If you could imagine Bevers who might LARP on his totally. free time. He's and totally is a big a time stoner. <laughs> and has a law office in which his office art is like a still life painting of yellow flowers in a jug from the 60s. Muhammad starts, he's just asking what the process of the visa is because he's getting married today. And then Paul goes, oh, wow. (laughs) And he kind of like explains like how you get the K-1 visa, like what the process is, like what the expectations and requirements are. What a professional. But he must have Googled oh, wow. it. I think For sure. meant his reaction. Yeah, he kept an even keel to finding out the wedding was today, this oh, afternoon. Yeah. I mean, other professional. than the oh wow comment. Oh wow is as professional as you can get hearing that information. Instead of like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> or like actual just blatant laughter. Yeah. 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 After Paul kind of explains the whole K-9 or K-1 visa process, uh, Muhammad wants to know how long it's going to take to get the green card. Paul explains that it takes like a couple of months up to a year. And the reason why it takes so long is that there's a lot of fraud 
And that gets immigration very concerned about it. Yes, because they are trying to keep people like you from committing fraud, like you are trying to do. What? <laughs> and then with all of this, Muhammad is like, okay, so getting married in the U.S. is obviously not easy. But basically, <laughs> no one told Muhammad that once he got married to Danielle, all of her debts would also be on him. Mm-hmm. Basically, they would share everything, not just going forward. Yikes. Yeah. And so now he's just like, he says like he's in between two kind of terrible choices here. (laughs) Because it's either like marry Danielle and have these debts or don't marry her and like go back home after you've already given up your life. So after this whole like lawyer thing, he gets on the phone with his friend, like just kind of like being like, hey... This is the situation. This is what's been going on with me. And then the whole time we see just like Danielle crying inside of her house because she's like, oh my God, Muhammad's going to leave on the wedding day. He's just saying like he's stuck. He's like, I just don't know if anything's going to be okay. And this is like, this is the biggest decision that he's ever had to make. So he then like tells her he did go to the lawyer. And she's just, like, sobbing the whole time. And they don't even look like real tears. It's totally crocodile tears. Wait, can I try to give an impression? Yes. It's not fair what you're doing. We need till the day of the wedding to decide. Uh Oh, wow. Okay, I hate that. That was so good. Thank you. I've seen that 700 times. But imagine a cross eye. No. Yeah. Uh, she's crossing too. No. Oh my god. <laughs> no. So after she has this like quote unquote breakdown, he kicks the TLC cameras out to have a private conversation with her. And then immediately you can hear her voice steady. And I'm like, oh you fucking bitch. Yeah. What a faker. You are just faking everything. Damn. So he tells her, like, my lawyer said like x y and z about all the like personal responsibilities i'm gonna have to take on after we get married she was like okay i'm so sorry that i've kept things from you but after today after we seal the deal this sounds like a really uh familiar phrase but after today she's gonna start discussing money with him Mm. he says like fine and that he hopes that she keeps her promise and then we see all of her daughters outside their door, just like listening and be like, oh my god, I hope this works for my mom. Oh god. Yikes. And it's so sad. Once they realize that they are going to get married, like the girls come in and they're like, oh thank god, because like if Muhammad had left today, like I was just going to leave and go stay at a friend's house because <laughs> I can't handle this. And then Muhammad's like, these people need me. Whoa. All right, babies, uh, we ready to move on to our final couple? Yes! We got Amy and Danny. Again, Amy is from Cape Town, South Africa. Danny is from Norristown, Pennsylvania. When we get introduced to them in these episodes, we get to see that they have 29 days left on their visa. And we see them, like, getting in the car and just talking about how hard abstinence has been on the both of them. <laughs> and how li- not living together is really taking a toll on their relationship. So, uh... Their wedding is now in two days. Mm. <laughs> they can't wait to fuck. They waited long enough. They waited long enough. <laughs> 
And like the whole fact of her living with his brother in a room where they could see up through the like floorboards. Um, supposedly. I mean, I truly hope that was not a literal statement that I Nick made. That. I, I mean, that. I just glad that the creep. only thing that's keeping that man from sexually assaulting her is the the Lord. <laughs> Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Thank so. the Lord. They need to. Get out of there. So they're in the car now because they're about to meet Danny's parents, including racist papa. Racist papa, stepmama. Not stepmama. Oh, mama. I thought she was stepmama. No, real mama. So anyways, they so they're from Texas, his parents. Right. And so they are they've just come up and they're staying with uh, one of his sisters, Katie. And they're talking in the car right now. And they're like, Amy's just talking about how she's like excited but nervous. And like, personally, if I was Amy, I would uh, be scared and not go. Well, um, it's really interesting that they've chosen to come up despite yeah. previously voiced feelings. So it's like, did they change their mind or were they just convinced by the producers? I'm curious. Yeah, Danny is really concerned that Amy's going to be overwhelmed and offended. So they finally pull up. And uh, Danny tries to tell her, like, I, this is how I think it's going to go. And my mom's going to hug you. And then my dad is going to, like, put up a, a hard front. And then Amy's like, that's fine. I just want to, like, I just want them to accept me and love me. So once they pull up, it's exactly as Danny predicted. <laughs> like, the mom just brushes past Danny and, like, embraces Amy. Like, mm. she's so kind. Dad completely ignores Amy. Wow. Hugs Danny, says hi, but does not like even shake her hand or anything. Like he doesn't even want to touch her. Wow. Yeah, he's um, like not making eye contact. Yeah. And his whole face is just like thunderstruck. Grimace. He's just like pissed. His name is Charles, and the mom is Jan. And are we talking like dumpy Texas or nice, well put together? Southern? I'd say more dumpy. Thanks for asking. Um, I would say Charles is an older man who is now dyeing his hair like a specific genderish red. <laughs> strawberry blonde. A strawberry people. blonde man. I mean, if you're freckled, you can't go with the black the black box dye. Also, I'm very upset it. that a grown man is a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> They exist. <laughs> they do not exist. Grown men are not souls, But I don't know if I believe it. Yeah, Jan is shorter, sweet. Quiet. Very quiet. Holds her tongue, let's say. Mm. Yeah. And so, in their first uh, talking head, Papa says that they're going to have a really hard time in an interracial marriage. And that uh, his wife, Jan, doesn't agree with him. And this whole time, she's just, like, standing, like, next to him, looking up at him, just going, like... Like, she's totally a god. Like, yeah. And just, like, smiling emptiness. She is, like, checked out, like, 20 years ago. Whatever personality she did have is locked in a room. <laughs> oh, my God. Some room, like, back in the back of her brain. She's just in there screaming alone. In the mm -hmm. mental basement. Yeah. yeah. So they, they come out to, like, talk to Danny and Amy. And the whole time, Papa is just fiddling with his hat. And he's just like, he cannot stop playing with his hat. He's obviously very anxious and nervous. Mm -hmm. And he's got this, like, grimace on his face the entire time while he's loudly smacking chewing gum. Ugh. It's completely disrespectful, the entire thing. 
So Amy tries to like ease a little thing by being like, hey, how much do you know about South Africa? Like, do you know anything about South Africa? And they are both like, oh no. And then Papa says, oh, don't take offense, but actually we've already decided that's one place we would never want to go. In our entire lives. Fuck you. In our entire lives. Uh, the quote is, we just don't think that there's anything there for us. Unbelievable. Fucking asshole. So Grace Under Fire over here, Amy, says, you know, a lot of people have misconceptions and pre-notions about what South Africa is like, but it is, like, extremely diverse. Papa is very surprised. She tells him, like, oh, yeah, I'm actually, like, interracial. I have a lot of different nationalities blended into who I am as a person. I'm British. I'm Hulu. I'm Swazi. He gets bug-eyed. Like, he can't believe that that's a possibility. Wow. And then, so he says, actually, what I'm trying to get at is, are you ready for it here in this country where it's not accepted? This isn't 1930. Like, black people and white people have been in interracial relationships for all of humankind, first of all. But, like, in America, it's been legal since the 60s. Unlike South Africa, where apartheid just got decriminalized in the 90s, early 90s. So, like, shut the fuck up, Papa. Just living in a time warp. Yeah. Yeah, like, you need to open your eyes, man. And again, instead of doing any amount of research on his own outside of things, he is relying on Amy to give him information about South Africa, about everything. Relying on the fact that it's called South Africa to make any judgments about it. He's like, it's in Africa? (laughs) I heard Africa. And I know it's in the South part. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) So this whole time, like, we see uh, Mama Jan is just, like, wiping her sweat off and just with the stiffest smile on her face, still just like, (laughs) Danny just, like, steps up and is like, listen, whatever comes our way, like, we're going to be able to handle it together. And so uh, Papa says, like, the issues are actually going to be their kids, and it's going to be harder for the kids but Mama Jan says they're going to have challenges, but they're going to be fine. Oh, that's what I was going to say. This reminds me of is people, because I've heard this argument where people are like, oh, I don't have anything against gay people, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't want my children to be gay because it would just be so hard for them. Mm-hmm. No matter who you are, life is hard. Yeah. But just yeah. like this interracial just, marriage, it's going to yeah. be really hard for them. <laughs> it's like, it's hard for you. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not hard for them. It's only hard for them because of people like you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So moving on to our next scene. We're now the day before the wedding. I'm excited. I'm excited for them to get married. They're the only ones that you actually care about each other, right? It's setup day. Yeah. All her family rolls up. They They roll up in four cars. All of Amy's family from South Africa has come. But now at this point, we're kind of worried about Amy's mom meeting Danny's papa. So it's time for the meeting. Lorna mom comes in. Lorna mom is Amy's mom. Lorna comes in and Danny's mom, Jan, is just obviously gregarious and friendly and welcoming. And uh, Lorna forces a handshake from Danny's papa. Like she's just like, hello, and like thrusts her hand at him, makes him shake her hand, like makes him look her in the eye. Good job. Like she's she's a fucking boss. She's got some experience, I think. 
So, yeah. So, Lorna Mom is, like, super kind, like, very open, talking to both of Danny's parents. And, like, everything here seems, like, really sweet and nice and just, like, overall, like, wholesome, except for Danny's papa chewing gum and playing with his hat again. So later that evening, uh, they have a rehearsal dinner, and it's like it's actually so pretty. They have all of these like tables set up, and all these like uh, outdoor lights, and it's just like out in the back of like a Philadelphia farm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, like a Pennsylvania farm, right? Sounds it's idyllic. Right. It's so pretty, and Danny makes a toast, and he like he's just thanking everyone in this family and Amy's family for being there. Um, and especially thanks Amy's mom for making such a wonderful and beautiful daughter. And he also takes this opportunity to acknowledge that they're crossing some boundaries that some people might not be comfortable with. Ooh, look at him being a little feisty. But that they are creating unity between people. No. Very, yeah. he's so a good at it. A public gentle call out. Yeah, but job, pointed. You can tell, like, they're all really good at sort of, uh, modifying their language for the moment. Well, how grown up of him, too, considering he's kind of come 23. across... 23. He's come across as kind of a child. He's a child. He's yeah. 23 he's, years old. Yeah, for right. sure. <laughs> Very beautiful moment. Now, like, after he sits down, everyone's eating their dinner at the rehearsal. Papa says that this whole thing came out of nowhere and then chugs his entire beer. <laughs> wow. Just suds and all. At this point... Uh, Mama says, well, she's going to be our, my daughter-in-law. Wow. So she's family and I will treat her like a daughter. Look at her. Stand up to the man. Uh, Though this is in a a talking head, so again, not in a public way that Uh, would actually create any accountability. But she called him out. to him. Yeah. And so he says... No, he won't treat her like that. Uh, they made a choice and are no longer a real integral part of their life, just on the outer fringes. Wow. He then says it's not too late for Danny to get cold feet. Ugh, what a piece of shit. Back at the dinner table, Papa says, uh, Man, it is crazy about how parents have no say in who their children marry. And Isn't then, that crazy? But at this point, he opens up a little bit about his marriage to Jan. They had, like, a really small ceremony, and, like, it was, they only had a judge. And this whole time while he's telling the story, Lorna is super engaged, like, asking follow-up questions. She's laughing at appropriate moments, just, like, active listening, right? Mm-hmm. You can tell Papa is so into it. He's like, someone's paying me attention. Mm-hmm. Someone's Jasmine. actually listening to me. Listening to my story. Because when was the last time someone actually listened to him? Yeah. Probably never, because he's such a piece of shit. Dude. Right? What a saint for even trying to make an effort with that man. Mm-hmm. Seriously. So they're all talking about, like, the different kinds of wedding uh, types there are, like, in South Africa, including um, the practice of dowries. Mm. And then Brother Nick asks, uh, hypothetically, if we did dowries here... What, like, what would uh, Amy or Lorna say to Danny? And then Amy says, uh, how much am I worth? <laughs> as, as she's, like, teasing about that, because it's a very lighthearted conversation, you can hear uh, Papa laugh very cruelly. Like, he's laughing, but it's very, like, it's mirthless. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, cold, and you're just like, oh... Yeah. You actually think she might be, like, worth something. Ew, gross. 
Or he's thinking she's not worth anything. Exactly. Yeah. And then so Lorna Mom starts listing all of Amy's attributes. She's like, well, she went to a good school. She got great grades in that school. She's a virgin. Like, oh, listing all of these things. I hate that like, that's an attribute. Uh, right? I mean, but then she's like, but also, that's a pretty high dowry to calculate. Mm-hmm. She's a winner. Yeah. And then, so, finally, Papa kind of joins in the joke, and he's like, oh, yeah, Amy would be worth nine cows. Oh, God. And then Danny interjects, and he's like, well, she's actually worth all of the cows in the world. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad, but it's, it's so, so cute. cute. Yeah. Oh. So Amy like laughs and then tells Papa, "Oh, you taught Danny well," which is a subtle dig, right? Like, <laughs> because you fucking dig. You clearly had no role in raising him into a nice man. <laughs> so now we're like at the end of the night, and uh, we find out that Amy's like actually happy that the parents were able to find some kind of way to connect and like have a conversation without thanks, thanks solely to her mother. While while she's talking at the table, Papa says, uh, it was really risky to have Amy come and marry Danny because they don't know what kind of guy he is. And then Amy was like, It's fine, I did a background check. <laughs> And then Papa, like, makes the biggest, like, loudest laugh, like, most genuine laugh you've ever heard. And, like, you can tell his heart melted a second, mm-hmm. you know? And then at the very end, it's, like, they have a little talking head segment with him and his wife, Jan. And he says, um, she honestly gets along with everyone. There's just something that strikes the heart. Oh. He's coming around. And then Lorna says that she thinks that she's leaving Amy in good hands with Danny's, like, brothers and sisters. And mm. Do you think Lorna also is just relieved knowing that the parents live in halfway Texas. across the country? <laughs> They're very far. an active part of their lives. <laughs> so far. Okay, that brings us to Dumpster Fire of the Week Awards. Ashley and I here are going to nominate two persons, places, or things that were the worst of the worst, hottest, most embarrassing garbage that we saw in these episodes. Ashley, would you mind taking away? What's your first nomination? Okay, so my first nomination is Danny's dad, just as a person. So that's my first nomination. But hot Dumpster Fire right there. Mm -hmm. I really fucking hate him. Yes. Okay, my first nomination is going to be Chelsea, who really loves and wants to support Ymir, except for doing anything that would actually support Support. Ymir, such as getting a fucking job so that she can try to move out of her parents' house. Chelsea. Why does she want to live with her parents? Because she's a fucking baby girl. So, my second nomination for Dumpster Fire is uh, Danny's dad again. (laughs) Just throw the whole person away. I really don't like him. Fuck Texas dad. Fuck Papa. Yeah, fuck Papa. Okay. Not in a fun way. But not in no, a, yeah. Never in the fun way. Actually, can we castrate Papa? Yes. Castrate and then it's fuck Papa. <laughs> My second nomination. I'm going to have to nominate Sue's entire deal. So, okay. Yeah. So it's trash moment, right? Biscuit baby. So let's imagine here Paula Dean face, Paula Dean racism. Launching into an immediate series of, not series of questions. It wasn't, she didn't ask Daya a single question about herself. She just immediately goes on a prison walk and starts giving her this speech about how she knows about Asian women. Yeah. Uh, so also, fuck can we you say, too. Uh, Paula Dean biscuit body. Exploded. Trash. Biscuit can body. All right. Okay. So moment we've all been waiting for, Rachel. Your decision. Who is the worst of the worst? Yeah. I feel like 
feel like the dumpster fire of the week here is racism as a concept, <laughs> right, across the board. Who can deny? Um, but yeah, that's kind of also just part of this show, is confronting <laughs> the racism that exists. Yeah, uh, especially here in America. Especially within these uh, quote-unquote non 90 day fiance years yeah. who think that they're like white savior types yeah. a lot of the Ooh. time. Yeah. Yikes. But yeah, so I gotta say, I gotta say that uh, Papa is the dumpster fire. He's he, a... in and of himself. It's the least fun dumpster fire nomination we've ever had. <laughs> Just I'm sad that thought. I have to give it to him because it should be fun. Well, yeah. fun but... fact we are now um, delivering gifts to our dumpster fires of the week. Oh, very cool. Flaming bags of shit on yes. the porch. Oh, sweet. Okay. Well, so, oh, Paul check will be your receiving mail. one of these soon. Right? <laughs> check your doorstep. But just a quick reminder, there are no losers here in the Dumpster Fire of the Week because they are all losers here in the Dumpster Fire. Congratulations, you guys all suck. You all sucked. For a little palate cleanser, we're going to spotlight one baby love from the episodes that we've just watched. So our baby love is the person, moment, or thing for whom we would tote their eggs, allow them to harvest the American dollar, and who is more than 55% attractive to us. <laughs> So my baby love of this episode is Lorna, Lorna yeah. Mom. She is just a bright, shining light of humanity and positivity and understanding and gentleness. So Lorna Mom is my baby love of this episode. Mickey, do you have your baby love? Speaking of good moms, uh, my baby love is Martha Mom. You can't believe how much joy there was on her face when she got the in official invite to the wedding. There was no sweeter thing that could be seen. Um, congratulations, Martha Mom. I'm so happy you're going to the wedding. <laughs> congratulations, moms in general, on this episode. Good job, Nancy Fiancé moms. You got in a very awkward position, and hooray for you handling it with grace and aplomb. Hooray for the moms. <laughs> So, on that note, let's fucking get out of here, you guys. We're done. I'm so done. Okay. I never so, want to talk to you again. Ugh, I need another PBR. That's what's happening here, is I'm drinking PBR, so I'm getting dumber. <laughs> Mickey is drinking White Claw. So I'm getting hella up. What's happening to me, because I'm drinking wine? I have your same thing. <laughs> okay. It's um, sexier. <laughs> you can't see it, listeners, but my shirt's <laughs> off now. <laughs> My nipples are uh, cross-eyed. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Her nipples are disgusting. Don't look at them or think about them. <laughs> if you can imagine Daniel's cross-eye. Put those on my... Oh my god, nipples. should we put a picture of me with Daniel's cross-eyes <laughs> as my nipples? Alright, for you guys out there listening on your headphones or whatever. Really expensive speaker systems. Can you get Sonos to like sponsor us? Or? Please give us money. money. If you have that money, please reach us on Instagram at Trash Rats Podcast. We'll send or you Twitter. pictures of Ashley's boobs. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do that. With photoshopped too. eyeballs yep. that are cross eyed. Cross eyed eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Please check out our Instagram for those photoshops. You can check us out on Twitter at Trash Rats Pod, or you can also email us at Trash Rats Podcast at gmail.com. And we also want to give a quick shout out to our fellas who made our intro and outro music. If you want to look more into those folks, you can check out our link tree on Instagram. And thanks for listening, guys. Remember, life is trash, and so are we. Woo, 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 woo.